False Psychology of Fast Spending. Read by your author, David Koff. The Background. So I was in Los Angeles a week ago to see some friends and to surf. It's my happy place. The ocean, I mean, not Los Angeles. Anywho, after a few hours of being in the waves, I wanted to grab some food with a pal. He suggested a nearby Whole Foods grocery store. Sounded good to me. I used to shop there frequently in the early 2000s and 2010s for good quality and obscenely expensive organic and healthy food. But the stories have changed. Whole Foods was bought by Amazon in 2017 for just a few dollars. Since that time, the stores have been folded into Amazon's corporate world and ecosystem. That means, for example, dehumanizing employees with the company's famous and relentless focus on productivity. Employees are not happy with these changes, and I don't blame them. Working in retail can be backbreaking. And I wouldn't want my employer to track my productivity to ensure I was always operating at maximum productivityness. But Amazon doesn't give a shit about that. And their company track record makes that clear. Their drivers piss in bottles to meet productivity goals. The company hid COVID infection rates from warehouse staff so they'd continue working during the pandemic, placing them at risk. The federal government found the company's warehouses are twice as unsafe as other companies' facilities. And when workers began organizing unions to collectively bargain for better conditions, Amazon illegally tried to prevent unionization. Here's a quote. It's sort of hypocritical for Amazon to claim that safety is their number one issue. It's a fallacy that they like to put forth, that they're more concerned about safety when they clearly are not, they're more concerned about profit. This quote is from Michael Verastro, a former Amazon warehouse employee who was injured on the job. So that's Amazon. Fines will come, of course. Amazon will pay them easily and then continue to abuse their employees. Why would they do otherwise? Government fines against corporations that abuse their workers are notoriously small. And the company has enough money to pay whatever fine they're levied. Amazon is an ever-growing and highly successful monopoly that makes their shareholders, leadership team, and Jeff Bezos insanely wealthy. One of the ways that they've been so successful is by making it as easy as possible to part consumers from their money. Free two-day shipping on anything you buy so you don't need to go to the store? Sure, I'll sign up for that. Devices I can speak to that allow me to open doors and locks or turn on lights and other connected devices? Yes, please. Paying for my groceries by letting Amazon scan and keep my handprint? Uh, excuse me? What the fuck? So the next chapter of Amazon's relentless goal of getting our money has begun. The company is now rolling out biometric handprint scanning to more and more of its Whole Foods locations. They began the process back in 2021, but limited it to just a few stores. And I'm guessing this was to measure how much more quickly and conveniently their new tech could help customers pay for their groceries. Wave your hand. 
pay for your groceries. It's simple, intuitive, and very, very fast. Here's what the equipment looked like at the Whole Foods where I met my friend. And in the piece is a photograph of the checkout counter with Amazon's palm scanners. How does it work? Amazon is calling this technology Amazon One. On the company's slick announcement and explanation page, they explain in simple terms how their systems use biometrics to verify that you are who you say you are. Biometrics are unique parts of our bodies that can be used to identify us. For example, humans all possess individual fingerprints, handprints, iris and retinal prints, face prints, and more. Your bodily features are unique to you, even if you're an identical twin. They can therefore be used to accurately identify you. Our biometrics sometimes come in handy in specific situations. For example, many of us use our fingerprints or face prints to unlock our phones. Setting up an Amazon One account is possible wherever the new scanners are installed. To enroll, you'll need an Amazon account, a mobile number, and a credit or debit card. Then you'll be asked to provide one or both palm prints. These prints get linked to your other info. Then when it's time to pay for your groceries, you can leave your wallet or phone in your pocket and your purse on your shoulder. Instead, just place a hand over a palm scanner and presto, you've been biometrically identified as yourself and are charged $197.32 for one bag of Whole Foods groceries in seconds. Neat, right? Well, actually, no, not really at all. The problems. Every new technology presents new solutions when first introduced, but they each also introduce new problems. Handprints and biometrics aren't new, but Amazon's implementation of them will possibly be one of the largest rollouts of this kind of technology in the United States. And I'd argue we're not even close to ready for it. Here's why. Amazon's track record. If you weren't already aware, Amazon collects a metric ton of our personal data. I encourage you to see just how much. The data collected are vast and paint a very accurate view of who we are, what we like, where we live, how the insides of our homes are laid out, and how we communicate. And let's not forget, when malicious hackers compromise Amazon devices, they've gained the ability to talk to our children. No, I'm not joking. So that's the world into which Amazon One will now join, caveat mTOR. Unsurprisingly, the reassurances on the Amazon One help page are extremely vague, in my opinion. They fall far short of the transparency that I think should be required for a consumer biometric data device. Below, I've highlighted a few key phrases from that, quote, help page, unquote, because problems. What data does Amazon collect? In the first section, Amazon says 
your biometrics will be stored separately from your other Amazon data. We also know our biometrics won't be stored on the palm readers themselves. That's great, but where will they be stored? Presumably in the cloud, which is comprised of servers and a data center, but that's not revealed. Also not detailed is this. Where are those data centers located? Who has physical access to those locations? Are background checks required to be able to enter those facilities? Who specifically has access to our data? And what level of access will those people have? Amazon states that some of our anonymous data will be kept by the company to improve their product. Again, vague. What's not detailed is which anonymous data? What technologies are being used to anonymize it from the rest of our specific and non-anonymous data? And what exactly are the, quote, multiple layers of security controls, unquote, that Amazon purports to be using? My verdict, Amazon's not being transparent enough here. Where is our data stored? Well, Amazon tells us that they have, quote, high security standards, unquote, and that our palm data isn't stored on the palm reader devices. Okay, but that means literally nothing. It's tech jargon. Notably absent is what exactly their high standards are. And I don't mean ethically. I mean, what are the actual technology standards that Amazon employs to protect our data? For example, E2EE, TLS, NIST, AES key wrapping, etc. In place of specifics, the company mentions, quote, encryption, data isolation, and dedicated secure zones with restricted access controls. <laughs> Gosh, just look at all of those fancy words and terms. Clearly, Amazon has our best interests at heart, right? Uh, no. Without defining what any of those terms mean, this is just empty bullshit. Remember, Amazon's been notably hacked twice in recent years. Number one, their ring camera systems were hacked, allowing malicious hackers to spy on and talk to children in people's homes. Hashtag ew. Number two, AWS or Amazon Web Services were hacked with the help of an Amazon employee. That led to 100 million people's personal data from the Capital One credit card company being exposed. These data include birth dates and social security numbers. Therefore, you'd think Amazon would be much more forthcoming with consumers about their most precious asset, parts of our bodies. My verdict, Amazon's withholding critical details here. Can we delete our data? Well, you'd think this would be the easiest matter of all, but it's not. While Amazon is upfront about deleting our palm signatures from their systems when requested, there's no mention of also deleting our phone numbers or credit cards from their systems. All three were required to enroll. I therefore expect that Amazon would delete all of those data. They don't mention that they do, so the assumption must be that they do not. My verdict, 
Amazon's retaining data they should not hear. Come on, who gives a shit? Some of you reading this or listening to this might think that I'm making a big deal out of nothing. After all, even if obtained and decrypted, our biometric data can't be used to impersonate us, right? Wrong. Hackers can now make a fake hand with a real person's prints that can defeat scanners. Oh, well, maybe I have your attention now. And with your attention, let's put everything that we now know all together. Number one, Amazon's been hacked before. Number two, critical data has been stolen in those attacks. Number three, on at least one occasion, an Amazon employee with unique access rights helped a notable hack succeed. Number four, Amazon's not providing specific details about this technology, nor about how our data will be protected. The picture this paints should be an immediate warning to anyone who considers signing up for this technology, which is why you should not, especially given Amazon's larger goals for this technology. Amazon's vision, surveillance. Amazon is not content to only keep these scanners in just their Whole Foods locations. See if you can catch their larger vision that they make clear in their Amazon One promotional video. And I have included a link to that in the text post. In that video, it makes clear Amazon One is so easy. It'll save so much time. How awesome for everyone. But did you catch the part of the video where Amazon tells us that it wants to use Amazon One scanners to ID us into our offices? Or to enter into music clubs? Or to visit museums? And there are, quote, more experiences on the way, says the voiceover. Believe that. Believe it 100%. Because by knowing where you shop for groceries and how often you show up to your office and where you go to see live music and which museums you visit and, quote, more on the way, unquote, your life's habits, locations, and preferences will become known to the company even if you're not buying goods on their platform. I don't call that convenience. I call it surveillance. This is nothing new. Some of you, rightly, will point out that Google already has a massive and very accurate dossier on you. I detailed that myself back in episode 15. But Google allows us to better control which information we give them permission to collect. Amazon, notably, does not. Therefore, you can either use Amazon and know that your very personal data, including your biometrics, are being harvested, or you can leave the platform entirely and request that all of your data be deleted. There's no middle ground. Those are the options. Is the competition any better? By comparison, if you have an Apple product, your biometric data, fingerprints or face prints, are encrypted and stored on your Apple device. It's stored in what Apple calls a secure enclave. It's a part of Apple's physical chips on the logic boards of their devices. So 
your most sensitive data is secured inside the brain of your own device, so to speak. These enclaves, Apple states, are a, quote, hardware feature of most versions of iPhone, iPad, Mac, Apple TV, Apple Watch, and HomePod, end quote. Ditto for newer MacBook Pros with Touch ID. The reason that I know this is the same reason that you can know this as well. Because Apple devotes different web pages to explaining how its biometric systems work. These pages get deep into the weeds, including the kinds of encryption used to secure our most sensitive data. And here, I've included a photo that Apple has put onto their web page outlining how encryption keys are used on iOS and iPadOS. Samsung, by the way, has a similar approach. Their technology runs a Trusted Execution Environment, or TEE. Notably, this TEE runs on its own chip and its own operating system, and that's very important because even if a Samsung smartphone were to be compromised or hacked, the TEE mechanism would remain, as it always is, separate from the rest of the device. Biometric data, along with other sensitive data, is stored in a part of that TEE that Samsung calls the Knox Vault. Nice touch. And although hackers have demonstrated that it's possible to hack that system, at least Samsung is fucking trying to help its customers. At least they're willing to be transparent about how it's trying to help customers. Amazon, not so much. My final advice. If it's not clear already, I'd recommend avoiding this technology entirely. Not until Amazon comes clean about its tech, standards, employee vetting, and more. Press for change. States like California, Illinois, and Washington, and cities like New York all have laws that govern the collection and use of citizens' biometric data. However, there are no federal laws that do the same. There needs to be. Fortunately, momentum is building. In 2021, Senator Ed Markey from the state of Massachusetts introduced Senate Bill 2052, the Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act of 2021. That's a lot of syllables. That bill, if passed, imposes limits on the use of biometric surveillance systems, such as facial recognition systems, by federal and state government entities. The bill was reintroduced earlier this year, in March 2023, by members of both houses of Congress. Although the bill mentions nothing about the use of biometrics by U.S. corporations and businesses and only focuses on federal and state governments, it's a start. It's not enough, but it's a start. Personally, I'm more a fan of Senate Bill 4400, proposed by Senator Jeff Merkley from the state of Oregon the National Biometric Information Privacy Act of 2020. And that bill goes much further than Senator Markey's 2021 bill because it requires that, one, people must be informed in writing that their biometrics were collected and why, two, that any private entity possessing people's biometrics may not sell 